Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, July 25th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, I uh, I have not watched a ton of TV lately uh, for this whole past year, basically. I've just been so busy with stuff. I just I haven't watched a ton of TV. But one thing I try to watch within 24 hours of it airing is uh, So You Think You Can Dance. I love that show. I've, lo- I've written about how much I love that show. Uh, there's just something so pure and artistically satisfying for that show. If you haven't been watching, they just finished their Academy week. They've gotten down to their top 10, five men, five women. Um, I can't tell you how many times I cry per episode because that would be even more embarrassing than me just telling you that I cry during every episode. But um, it's it's really good. It's, it's just pure art. And obviously there's, it's a TV show, so there's a bunch of other stuff thrown in, but it's the most... I don't know, concentrated form of of pure art goodness that you can get um, on TV. So if you're not watching it, it starts with the live shows uh, next week and it's on Fox on Monday night. So highly recommend. Uh, do you, did you hear about what they're doing next year? Um, I don't know. The theme for next year, they're going to use all of uh, Trump's former uh, press secretaries and cabinet members. No, that, that that's Dancing with the Stars. Oh, okay. Different, yeah, different kind of deal. <laughs> Ivanka's going to be on with her shoes. Anyway, first up in the news, yesterday, yesterday? well, every day is well, a big day, yes, <laughs> big day especially, for Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes, but yesterday was especially big. Um, this won't technically be a Hamill section, because uh, it's not all about Hamilton, but my goodness, Lynn certainly appears to be taking over every single arm of the entertainment world. First, yesterday morning, the Wall Street Journal reported that there is currently a bidding war over the distribution rights for the filmed stage version of Hamilton that was recorded back in 2016, just before the original cast departed. It seems odd, James, that we've been doing this show long enough for us to talk about that. We were doing mm-hmm. this show when that happened. Yeah. Um, if you remember, for a while there, we didn't think Leslie Odom Jr. was going to do it because he was stuck. Uh, he was uh, arguing and negotiating over how much money he would get from it. Apparently, there's going to be enough money to go around. The journal reports that the film could end up either on the big screen or on a streaming service like Netflix as early as 2020 or 2021. Interestingly enough, the uh, uh, In the Heights film is supposed to come to the big screen on July 26th of 2020. So it'll be interesting to see what happens if those are both out around the same time. The bidding could exceed $50 million, according to the journal's Ben Fritz. Now, but believe it or not, as big as that is, that wasn't the biggest news for Lynn Mann yesterday. As in the afternoon, late afternoon, The Hollywood Reporter reported that Lynn, Tommy Kale, and Dear Evan Hansen book writer Stephen Levinson, who will also write the screenplay for Tick, Tick, Boom that Lynn will direct, will reunite to bring an eight-episode limited series to FX called Fosse Verdon, focusing on the musical theater icons Bob Fosse and Gwen Verdon. Broadway alum and Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell will play Fosse, while four-time Oscar nominee and one-time Tony nominee Michelle Williams Dawson's Creek, not Destiny's Child, will play Verdon. Levinson will serve as the showrunner and will pen the pilot. Kale will, will direct. Those two, along with Miranda, Rockwell, Williams, and George Stelzner, will produce. Nicole Fossey, Bob and Gwen's daughter, will co-executive produce. And Andy Blankenbuehler will co-produce. And I am have a feeling he'll probably throw in some choreography as well. Production is expected to begin this fall with the debut of the series, 
next year. Now, James, I, between those two things and the Heights film, the Tick, Tick, Boom movie, the book that he's doing, not to mention the 27 productions of Hamilton around the world, uh, Mary Poppins 2.0, whatever it is, it feels like Lynn will probably be responsible for the exact number of 47.8% of all entertainment by the year 2020. Hmm. I, 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 I'm pretty sure that he's found some sort of time machine or cloning device or things like that. Not sure how he's doing all this. It's amazing. I love it. I feel like he is the, the literal incarnation of Shmuel. Hmm, he has yeah. a clock that can go backwards. That's what it has to be. Good tie in there. Excellent. Um, Thank you. No, big screen versus uh, st- online streaming service may the consideration of the awards venue be a, a choice there? No, because uh, Netflix films are eligible for Academy Awards. We saw things like we saw things like Mudbound um, be nominated for Academy Awards last year. So I know it's weird to think that things on Netflix can either be up for the Emmys or the Oscars, but based off of their format, they are eligible for either. And we've seen it. Same thing with like Amazon. We saw we've seen Amazon films nominated for Academy Awards. Haven't seen anything from Hulu yet, um, but it's a brave new world. So I think whoever's got the cash, uh, it just makes sense, you know, to get this, uh, you know, in their fold because it's going to make you money. I guarantee it. You know, on this week on Broadway last week and uh, last Sunday, we had a review of uh, Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. Here we go again. Uh, mm-hmm. But you haven't weighed in. Are, are you going to see it? Are you going to review it? I'm not going to review it. I'll see it at some point. I honestly have not. I, I've see, not seen the full original um, Mamma Mia, and I didn't see Mamma Mia on stage until this spring. Um, so I am not a Mamma Mia diehard, but I loved seeing it on stage. The The screen version, um, what I've seen, is super fun. So I have nothing against Mamma Mia, but I'll see it eventually. I just if, if it doesn't have superheroes, I don't hmm. I haven't seen a lot of movies lately. I mean, granted, Meryl Streep is a superhero, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, tangentially, our good friend Lindsay Jones, uh, sound director extraordinaire, composer, various other talents he's got all over the place, uh, finally achieved uh, unlocked greatness by seeing all the Marvel movies. He's very excited about that. Very cool. So, next up, we have more Broadway TV and movie news. Yes, we do. Uh, it's not as exciting, but it's pretty close. Yesterday, TV Line reported that NBC will air Hair Live. That's still super weird to me. Uh, but they'll air Hair Live on Sunday, May 19th, smack dab in the middle of a rating sweeps period. And that Diane Paulus, who directed the beloved Tony winning 2009 revival of the show will stage the production. And Alex Rudzinski, who directs basically all of these live TV music musicals will direct the television side. Now, James, this brings to mind two major questions for me. One and less important producers of all of these live NBC musicals, Neil Marin and Craig Zidane, um, they were announced to be producing a film version of Pippin, which, of course, Paulus also directed for the stage uh, that they were doing for the Weinstein Company. Obviously, who knows what the heck is going on with the Weinstein Company and everything that it holds rights with. But I wonder if this might be an entree to get Diane in to do the film version of that if and when those rights become available again. Now, secondly, and more timely for what we normally talk about, 
Paulus directed Jagged Little Pill at her theater company ART this summer. And I wonder if her participation in Hair Live means that we shouldn't expect a transfer of the Alanis Morissette musical, at least not in the spring of 2019. I mean, if it did come in this season, it would have to open by early March. So maybe start in February, right? Because I would imagine she needs at least two months. I mean, it's going to be done, I assume, like Jesus Christ Superstar Life. So it's not like they need three months of rehearsals like they did for the earlier ones, like uh, uh, Sound of Music and The Wiz. But but I would imagine as the director, she's going to need to be focusing on this for at least two months, right? I would imagine you're correct. Yes. So, so I guess we'll have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Backing out that schedule, it seems that you're right on the money there. So, or, or, Maybe Diane Paulus borrowed the uh, time machine from <laughs> the Schmuel clock. Yeah, yeah the, the Schmuel clock. clock. She's got one as well. <laughs> All right. Well, we, sh- uh, we should well, have a Schmuel segment every week. You I, know. <laughs> let's, do you think Jason could uh, write us a a little uh, a jingle for it or something? Maybe. You no, know, Jason's yeah. having a secret concert. Shh. Oh, shh. well, he did something. I saw him with uh, who was he? Oh, I saw a picture. On social media, him doing something with somebody very good. Oh, I can't remember who it was. Never mind. Anyway, the <laughs> other bit of news in this section uh, came out uh, two days ago. It was announced that Broadway favorites Kiala Settle and Annalee Ashford had signed on for the film American Reject. The movie is written by and will star Kathleen Elizabeth Monteleone. Uh, if you recognize that name, you might know her as having played Heather Stovall in Hands on a Hard Body on Broadway. And if you didn't see that show, during his short run, you might also know her as Spiritual Sandy, who finished fourth on Grease, You're the One That I Want, behind Laura Osnes, Ashley Spencer, and Ali Schulz. Now, I mention that because the film is based on her real-life experience on that reality competition show. The film will also star Rebecca Friday, Friday, I Gotta Get Down on Friday, Black, Mary Birdsong, Brian Bat, and more. Marlo Hunter will direct. Derek Gregor, uh, Gregor and Selda Sahin will write original songs for the film. And interestingly, one of the producers on the film will be Nathan Johnson, Laura Osnes's husband. So I would imagine that there was some uh, 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 relationships built uh, during that show. So this will be really interesting. I At first, I, I follow Nathan on, on Instagram, so I saw him talking about this, and then when I, I had no idea what it was, then I saw Kiala and Anna Lee were attached, and I my attention was obviously peaked a little bit more. So uh, this sounds really interesting. Yeah. Wow, we have a lot of really great projects coming up. That's awesome. Yeah. And then this is the this is the only one with uh, a connection to Billy Bush, though. So, oh, well, there, there's that. Um, <laughs> all right, what do we have in the recommendation section that does not oh. include Billy Bush? No, no, no. I'm no. just away from that one. Yeah. Just no is the correct <laughs> word there. Um, okay, first I have it's a little short one minute clip um, that was posted on social media, and it is of. The amazing, incredible Carolee Carmelo doing her first run through of Everything's Coming Up Roses from uh, the, uh, uh, the Music Circus, Sacramento Music Circus production of Gypsy. First time she's done it on stage with the orchestra. It is amazing how we don't have Carolee Carmelo on Broadway at all times is a travesty and an affront to all of the theater gods and goddesses. So check that out. But then the other one, it's a little longer, 
And I have to admit that I spend a lot of time watching every live uh, video that 54 Below put out on Monday night and all of their stories, um, and especially this one as well, as former contestants from MTV's Legally Blonde, the musical, The Search for the Next L Woods, did a semi-reunion concert at 54 Below. Um, we've got a little bit of a... a parody song of, of Legally Blonde medley uh, that we'll have in the show notes. I love that show. I used to blog about that show. Had some of the, uh, the, the our favorite contestants, Lena Hall, not there. Uh, Bailey Hanks, who won, not there, interestingly enough. But Rhiannon Hansen was there. Autumn Hurlburt, guest on Broadway Radio. Natalie Lander, Cassie Okinka, Rachel Potter, uh, Libby Service, uh, and uh, Lauren Zacharin uh, all participated and all sang in this uh, this medley here. So I spent a lot of time watching videos last night. <laughs> all right, Matt, what other news do we have? Okay, so first up, yesterday, the Public Theater announced that in conjunction with the Onassis Foundation, they would present six free performances of the Gospel of Colonus at the Delacorte Theater in Central Park, September 4th through 9th. Based on Sophocles' original, the musical has a book in lyrics by Lee Brewer and music by Bob Telson. This production will serve as a 35th anniversary celebration of the show, which originally premiered at the Brooklyn Academy of Music, and it'll be a celebration in honor of Brewer's lifetime of excellence excellence and historic collaboration with the public. Next, this week on Thursday, cast members from the band's visit, Come From Away, Kinky Boots, and This Ain't No Disco will perform at Broadway and Bryant Park. Scheduled to appear are Katrina Link, John Cariani, Ariel Stachel, Itai Benson, Chalina Kennedy, Alex Finke, Cesar Samoa, and more. Broadway and Bryant Park, of course, comes to you every Thursday for the next few weeks from 12.30 to 1.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And finally, just to bring things full circle back to another Lin-Manuel Miranda related story. Last night at London's esteemed Meunier Chocolate Factory, the UK premiere of Gerard Alessandrini's Spamilton, an American parody, began performances. The show is scheduled to run through September 8th. If you would like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. All right. Uh, I was sort of kidding before when I said Jason's having a, a, a secret concert. He's uh oh, mm-hmm. he's uh doing a concert with Cynthia Erivo. Wouldn't you like to see that? I would. That's not what I was thinking though. Um, someone, I'm, I'm, I'm looking this up because I saw a picture of someone rehearsing with Jason Robert Brown and oh, with Rachel Bay Jones. Yeah, Rachel Bay Jones. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know what that was about. Um, oh, Rachel Bay Jones. was last was Monday night. Oh, it's subculture. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Monday so. night, Rachel B. Jones. Uh, but that is in the past unless you have one of those time machines or a shmuel. <laughs> a shmuel clock, if yeah. If you live in a shmuel clock. But Cynthia Erivo, Jason Robert Brown, Monday, <clears throat> August 6th, subculture. Very good. So uh, check that out. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us, and we'll be back and talk with you tomorrow. 